I saw that uh, DM come through. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's our oh, no? What are we oh, knowing about? Oh, no. I was looking at the time going, I should probably get on with John soon. And then I saw you guys communicating and I was like, oops, I better go. <laughs> on with John would be another good podcast name. <laughs> it totally would. I am John, Wookiee impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I am Chris Visions. I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin' time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. I love games. I love video games. And Emerald City Comic Con! Hey, I'm Christopher Sabella. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Rob, the artist. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Robbie Amell! What's up, guys? It's Autumn Lands, Tooth and Claw. I've been digging it. I'm very glad you like it. Way to go, John. <laughs> hey, you know, we're on the fly. <laughs> Today, I have special guest Mike Selinker. You do indeed. Working on black science. Nolan North! Uh, you know, great cosplayers, great fans. And talk about the amazing Spider-Man and Silk Infinite comic. Matt Jet City! Bob McLeod, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert! About a year ago, I've got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> the name oh, of the game Gravisar. is Gravisar. <laughs> and uh, we're actually Studio Emma. I'm at Geek Girl Con with Stephen Poole. Robin Hobb is here! Working on a trilogy called The Fits and the Fool. Yeah, um, I'm Phoenix Jones. I'm the leader of the Rain City Superhero Movement. Hey, my name's Claire, and I've been running Geek Star Costuming. Hey, hi, well, I'm Katie of Katie Clark Art. And we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Oh, hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be on. So, Rebecca, tell us what you've been working on lately. As always, my little vampire's webcomic. Hi, I'm Zenz, the rapper. So I'm Kazuo Maeda, I'm the uh, Imago Softworks partner. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello everybody and welcome to another exciting Super Awesome Geek Show episode. And I'm here with Christina Pryor again. Say hello. 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 How's your week? What's been going on? Oh, summer's winding down, you know, and uh, it's that time of year again. <laughs> so, but yeah, avoiding bugs like crazy. And um, 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 I forgot there was something else, but psh, I forgot. Whatever. All I right. guess it was that important. <laughs> That's cool. Well, we'll go right into, we have a special guest with us today. Are you excited? Christina? Oh, yes, I am. I, I didn't know you were talking to me, Phil. <laughs> it's, it's, yes. it's an author, and I know you love authors. I do. I love books. So exciting. It's Jay Sandlin. Yay. Hi, Jay. Oh, hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. And uh, you're right. Summer is winding down, and I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been hot where you are? Where are you, Jay? Alabama. Oh, Nice. And it's the the end of ragweed, hopefully. Uh, but most importantly, my three year old gets back on a schedule. 
I don't know if you have kids, but uh, I'm going through the three-nager phase right now. <laughs> three-nager, that's good. Terrible Twos has nothing on three-nager, in my opinion. Now, now, do you have, is it hot where you are? It's very hot. It's, it's, we didn't really get out a lot because it was so hot. Um, we did get out and went to the park today. It was rather overcast, but we, I still didn't want to be out for more than two hours, probably. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the heat and it hits and when it I mean John knows because he's in Florida now, uh, so different than Seattle I'm sure it it's yeah. just it's just hot and then you get the rain and then you get the humidity and it's not it's hot and then it feels like soup you could stop. humidity the air is already saturated with yeah, water and there's no <laughs> and if there's no breeze then it's just like you kind of walked out into soup and you're just like ah. Uh, my goodness. So I was getting some writing done tonight. Um, just I've been geeking out with Star Wars here this summer, um, you know, with uh, the Star Wars uh, Rebels and the Thrawn novel that just came out. I finished that um, and just put up a review. Um, that'll be up. Uh, hey, I'm sorry. When's this going to air? Tomorrow. I'll put it up Monday. All right. All right. Cool. That'll be up. This uh, should be up this week on the Geeks Worldwide uh, Network. I don't know if you guys are fans, but check us out at the Geeks Worldwide, the GWW. I, I do my reviews, editorials and uh, podcasting there as well. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, you do. Uh, so what is it? Who would win? Right. Hashtag who would win. It's yeah. a debate show for the ages. Um, we put the uh, fictional characters against each other. Now, we've only had three episodes so far. It's a very new podcast. But uh, James Gabsey uh, is a fellow author and a friend of mine, and uh, he he called me on the phone a month or and a half ago and said that he really wanted to make a debate show work because we had been posting some tweets about hey who would win if A fought, fought B and you know people just really like to debate that <laughs> yeah well it's been going on forever remember the old star destroyer versus the starship enterprise well that's not even close <laughs> i mean the enterprise is a baby compared to the a star destroyer i know but people think that it could that people the, people go know? at it that's yeah. a great that's a great example because someone will say well of course it's my guy and then they'll say well you're just forgetting how my guy does this um, so we did the first episode almost just like, let's see what happens. And everything went wrong. Um, we had a <laughs> we had a moderator that was supposed to come on, and he went to do it password permissions to download the latest versions of Skype. <laughs> oh, so wow. we did our first debate, just the two of us talking about Luke Cage versus Captain America. Oh. oh. Now, I took Luke. He took Cap. Who do you think won? See, I... It's, it's a hot, tough one because I think in the end, with Luke's impenetrable skin and and Captain America having skin that can be penetrated because we have seen him bleed, uh, Luke's got to take the cake in that one, I think. Well, that was my argument. But, you know, there were a lot of uh, Marvel purists and people nostalgic for Captain America who just kept rambling about the shield, the shield, and he beat <laughs> Iron Man. He beat up Iron Man, didn't he? I'm like, well, he had some help with that. But, uh, you know, I, I was I was in favor of Luke Cage. And um, we've actually had some amazing responses from comic book authors on Twitter when we asked them. They like to get into it, too. Oh, of course. Um, Brian Bendis weighed in on the first two episodes via Twitter. He said that Luke Cage would definitely win. 
Oh. Yeah, maybe a little bias. Yeah. And then in our second episode was uh, Daredevil versus Bane. He weighed in and oh. said, Dare, he, he weighed in and said, Daredevil can beat Batman, so Daredevil beats Bane. Now, Bane that was did, controversial. Bane did beat Bat, break Batman's back at one point. Oh, yes, in Nightfall in the 90s. <laughs> but do you remember what he did before that? We're talking about Hard That's Summers. That's true, you know, yeah. Before that, he unleashed Arkham for three months to run roughshod on Gotham. And yeah. Batman spent that entire summer wearing, <laughs> wearing black, mind you. Uh, you know, getting the Joker, Penguin, Two-Face, Poison Ivy, and whoever else back in Arkham. He finally made it back to his house for the first time in months, and Bane was waiting for him with the backbreaker. So, I mean, you can say he beat Batman. You could say he outsmarted him. I would say that he basically had to unleash his entire rogues gallery on Batman to sneak up on him. Yeah. And you're oh, not going to sneak tire up on him out. Him. Did you ever do Deadpool versus somebody? That would be pretty cool. Um, our next episode will be announced on uh, who would win Wednesdays. So uh, be watching me on Twitter at Writer. I guess you can watch for James, too, at James Gabsey. Um, you know, he likes to make a lot of comments about my mama when we're, uh, <laughs> we're debating. I get him back, too, though. He's, uh, he likes to make fun of me from be for being from Alabama. I mean, I say you're from Canada. That's the Alabama of the world, right? <laughs> it's just a little colder. But uh, yeah, we'll announce our next matchup next week. Uh, we just finished Thanos versus Darkseid. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, Thanos won, and a lot of people are upset about that. <laughs> I'd have a tough time with that one, yeah, because I I do actually think that Darkseid would end up beating Thanos because they have very similar strength power and uh godlike abilities but the thing that thanos lacks is those omega beams well i'm glad you brought that up because are you aware that one of thanos's greatest powers is energy transmutation that's right he can and absorb, the omega he can absorb beams. And he could absorb the omega beams and transmit them back at him it's in some other form couldn't he the biggest win for Thanos in that debate was a 90s uh, 1995 issue called um Hunger, where Thanos, I'm sorry, where Darkseid crosses over and takes on Galactus. Darkseid and Orion meet up with Galactus and the Surfer. Wow. And Darkseid was completely helpless when uh, Galactus came to eat Apocalypse. He couldn't hit him with the, the Omega Beams, did nothing. Uh, he knocked him on his butt. And when Thanos met Galactus in the Thanos series... Now, it was a very weakened Galactus, mind you, but Thanos knocked him down. Oh, I don't remember that. And uh, he did. Yeah, look, you, you can, uh, the, the screen caps are really easy to find. Uh, just Google image Thanos and Galactus. Uh, now, now, Thanos can't beat Galactus, but he gave him more, he had to expend more effort. He couldn't beat uh, Thanos' force field right off the bat. He said, this is taking more effort than it usually takes me. Thanos is able to beat not only the Silver Surfer, but he can beat the original Herald of Galactus, the Fallen, who's one of the greatest powers of the universe. So Thanos is a bad dude. I, I put it this way on the show. that like DC has done the disservice to Darkseid because he's the ultimate boss in every storyline, whether it's a game, a comic, or a movie. You know you're working towards a fight with Darkseid. It's like the big show in the WWE. They keep booking him like a monster heel, but they let everyone get over on him. Yeah, exactly. 
So even when the first, um, I think it was like Batman versus Superman came out and they teased the Justice League, there were people making comics like fast forward to when they beat Darkseid. Because it's like, we know that's where you're going. (laughs) That's true, yeah. I don't hate it, though. I'm not a DC hater by any means. Uh, Marvel was my first love, and um, I was loving the Wonder Woman film this summer, too. Oh, yeah, me too. Wonder Woman blew me away. I won't lie. You know, I'm a historian, so uh, I love the 20th century. Uh, World War One is um, that they really captured the mustard gas well because that (laughs) was um, a killer. Yeah. uh, Really even worse in some ways. Well, I don't want to be insensitive, but in some ways it's the most deadly uh, weapon ever devised. People would encounter mustard gas and literally claw their own eyes out. They would want to die when they encounter mustard gas. It must have been just awful, yeah. Well, I mean, they made the Geneva Convention to outlaw it. It was that big of a deal. It was a global issue that they said, let's just all agree not to do this again. Uh, of course, we still have nuclear weapons, so yeah. that'll tell you something when you we say we ban mustard gas but not nukes. I mean, they, that's that was kind of how they learned to ban most chemical weapons, right? Oh, yeah, chemical warfare uh, in World War One. we call it the first modern war. It was a mechanical war or, a, I don't know, the assembly line war, people yeah. call it. People call it a number of names. And that was when we learned, you know, that chemical warfare, even for war, was just, I guess, hitting below the belt. Or, I don't know, you don't shoot a guy in the dick. I guess that's the comment. <laughs> that part of history between World War One to World War Two, and then the change that happened after World War Two, leading us to what we have today, like that I see as a big pivot point in our history. And I, I don't mean to get off topic of comics or anything, but... It's interesting that you bring that up, Jay, because it's something that I also have a very large fascination with because I'm just interested in why and the history behind the change I see, especially in this country, between post-war and pre- pre-war. pre You know what I mean? I do. And that was uh, in it, the 20th century has been one of my focuses for my uh, I'm working on finishing my MA in history this uh, fall. Actually, I have two more classes left. And my thesis Congrats. is on. Oh, thank you. My thesis uh, will be available for uh, download later. Um, it's on an oral history of the 20th century with a veteran and government uh, service worker I interviewed uh, last year in about 12 hours total of sessions. He World War One was before his time, but it was interesting to see how the world did t- take shape in between the two wars, like you're talking about. I think it was a high level of patriotism. But looking at it in hindsight, because in World War II, he just told me how everything was us versus them, and everyone was on board in World War II. Yeah. And then he said Korea, Vietnam, all very different kind of wars. He was never excited about those the way he was about World War II. It was probably his age was a factor, being young and ready to fight. Um, but I think the circumstances had more to do with it. And I think it was because whether, you know, we were fighting something completely evil in World War II, but America built the propaganda machine then. They laid the foundations for the us versus them mentality that carried the Cold War for so many decades. That's true, too. Yeah, you're right. Because the Cold War, you know, you could say what you want about what the Russians did and various USSR officials were very corrupt. Early on, it got, you know, human rights improved as time went on, relatively speaking. But we never dropped our attitudes of us versus them. It was they are not us. They are different than us. 
you know, we changed our currency, we changed the Pledge of Allegiance in the 50s to include under God, to say that we have God, the Soviets don't have God. You know, they're an atheist country. That's another way of dividing us just by even putting it in our pledge. Huh. Well, that's a tangent. Sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and speaking of us versus them, what's your next? Uh, do you want to give it away or do you want to wait? Or do you have some other uh, who versus who? Oh, I got to wait till Wednesday. That's why I was going to ask that's when this right. was going to air. I'll tell you when we're when we're finished recording, though. I'll, I'll drop the spoiler to you guys, but uh, you can uh, be sure to share it with everyone on Wednesday. We'll I'll give some hints. We'll all get in on it on Wednesday. That'll be a good one, yeah. It yeah. is not from comic books, and it's a group battle. Oh, interesting. It's our first group battle, and I think the results could be highly explosive. Yeah. Now you got us intrigued, right? I hope right. so. I hope so. <laughs> but um, I also think that a really good one, like I've always thought Wolverine was an interesting character because of his healing factor. And they have, especially in the in the last 15 to 20 years or so, they've shown him jumping out of airplanes or jumping into exploding buildings, things that go well beyond when the character was designed for his healing factor. You know what I mean? He'll just jump out of a plane and fall 30,000 feet without a without a parachute, land on the ground, completely get splattered, and then, you know, heal himself, get up and fight the good fight. So I've always been like, man, who on earth could actually defeat him, you know? Well, you actually, you're onto something <laughs> there with the healing factor. Nitro, who was basically a living bomb. Yep. And uh, Logan regenerated from a skeleton literally that's right you're right yeah. yeah which is odd because there are these you know age of apocalypse and some other or days of future past rather where they show that wolverine's skeleton is hanging around to prove that he's dead so i'm like why hasn't he grown well, he back had, yet? he had little bits <laughs> didn't he have little bits of meat on him with nitro i mean he would he would have to <laughs> somewhere i guess uh that was during the original civil war um and you, you got you brought up a good one uh we would love to have um cal dodd he's one of our friends from x-men the animated series i've podcasted with him before uh he voiced wolverine so maybe he could well, show up to moderate uh a debate with wolverine and uh you know I don't. I'm trying to think of a good match for him. I'm, someone who can come back as much as him. I mean, yeah. Deadpool. Deadpool would be an obvious answer, but that's really been done in comics. Yeah, and so has the Hulk. It's been done so I much. I love Deadpool. Oh, I love Deadpool too. I I would love to use a, a Deadpool uh, debate. I'm just saying that one's kind of been done with. Maybe Wolver you have to pull someone out like Spawn or. You know what I mean? Like, for, out from a different yes. group. That's you know what, what I mean? We would like to make them as far removed as possible. Yeah. So you can't say, well, look, they fought here and this happened. So I don't know if Wolverine even has a DC equivalent or another comic imprint or even another fictional character like uh, maybe Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z, for instance. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> Pic Piccolo can regenerate as well. Um, Piccolo is well, uh, much more powerful than Wolverine, though. I was just thinking of Spawn because I was like, well, when he uses his powers from that he got from Malbosia there... Um, can't he totally regenerate his body and come back? And I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm not really. Sure. How do you kill Spawn? Yeah, that's what I mean. You don't. He doesn't. He keeps coming back until Malbosia is done with him. His, his he's he's got a his task has to be complete. But I do I do know that he has a limited amount of regenerations and energy to bring him back because they always have that timer counting down in the comics. You know. 
Right. Or at and least they did a... up to issue 100. I don't. I, I kind of stopped reading after issue 100. So. so I'm thinking about Michael J. White and Movie Spawn and that terrible CGI cape that he had. <laughs> Hopefully the new film will be better. I hear that. Yeah, I know nothing about it can't wait for defenders i mean i could not i'll be honest um i couldn't finish iron fist really wow no i i mean and i don't know that it was that i just really hated it i just think i was apathetic yeah well i've heard a lot of people say that was the one they had the hardest time getting through of the four you know they liked but then i didn't finish luke cage either in my first viewing huh yeah i just recently rewatched them again and uh kind of figured out that in some ways, Iron Fist and uh, parts of the end of Daredevil season one, I actually think overlap. Because the way that Madame Gao was acting and talking about things and the way she left New York and came back, it happened both in Iron Fist and Daredevil season one. So I was like, wait a minute, is this? are they sort of paralleling each other right here? And then it's season two of Daredevil where they kind of overlap, you know? I could see that totally. I could also see... Here's my request, all right, and here's my idea. I, I don't think each of those characters are strong enough to carry on their own solo show ongoing. I think that Luke Cage and Iron Fist should go on hiatus for their solo shows and have a combined show with the two of them in between Defenders called Heroes for Hire. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I totally You agree. could do it in Harlem or, you know, whether... I think Luke has Harlem. I don't know where Danny's typically doing his thing. Maybe they could even be international because Danny's got the money. We already He's got the Jets, so they could be <laughs> like kind of the, the Marvel A-team. There you and go. they could, you know, fly from place to place. Um, I know that the hand is going to be a big... I mean, we already know that, of course. The hand's going to be a big threat during Defenders. Yeah, I think that's the biggest threat they have, right? It's all been building up to that, hasn't it? Yeah, and Elektra, you know, obviously is going to come back. I think we saw that in the season two Daredevil uh, tease at the end that Elektra will revive. Not there was a lot of hate for Elektra. Well, let's let's decide was that deserved or not. Her character was still building, so people prematurely judged what's going on with her. I think. I, I got a lot of that's not my Elektra. I'm like, well, she wasn't Jennifer Garner either, but hey. <laughs> Because I just think she hasn't come to full, uh, what do you call it, like full fruition, right? Or whatever, you know? Well, she's going to come back as something else. That's all I would guess. Um, I'm thinking who would win maybe Elektra and trying to think of a good counterpart for for Elektra. She's she's in Marvel. Um, Cassandra Cain, Batgirl, or just uh, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl even. What do you think? Yeah, a Batgirl would do it. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I re- when you first said it, I thought Psylocke, but you know that's Marvel versus Marvel. If you don't want to go there, I don't know. They don't seem to cross paths a lot, do they? They don't. But I mean, it'd be, an, it'd be an interesting and, you know, battle. But, you know. Yeah. Well, Daredevil and his stable are all kind of street level guys. Uh, they don't usually cross paths with the super powered people as much. Yeah. But I think Elektra could take Psylocke. I think she's a much better fighter. I mean, Psylocke can do the, what is it, like the the apparitions from her mind? like blades, Yeah, like whips. psionic blades. That's kind of why, I guess maybe that's why I was thinking of it. They both have the martial arts sort of skill, and they both have these bladed weapons where Psylocke's are made of energy from her mind, you know. So I, uh, Psylocke's, you know, are obviously can cut through most anything. She can't lose her weapons. But I would just have to say Elektra's a much better fighter. 
she's probably better trained because Psylocke would rely on those uh, energy weapons more, you know? See, this is the kind of stuff we do on <laughs> Who Would Win, but I would be making a lot more comments about your mom, uh, you know, your intelligence, or where you're from, that kind of thing. So we have fun. We have we have guest moderators, and uh, you're welcome to come on a future show, too. I would love it, yeah. Yeah, we'll what, do you, what, do you, what do you think, Christina? Yeah, go ahead. I was just wondering, have you ever done the Star Wars character against somebody? I was kind of getting our feet wet. And I got to say, comic book people are challenging because you've got to think of decades of continuity in some cases. (laughs) And uh, you have to ask yourself, which version are we talking about? And then somewhere there's an obscure issue where something happened that you, you know, couldn't possibly have known everything. So um, some Star Wars people would be great. Oh, Uh, here you go. I got one. All right. Herbie from the Fantastic Four versus BB-8. <laughs> oh, that that's that's unfair because BB-8 <laughs> would kill that MFR. Right. Herbie would what what did that that wasn't that the uh TV cartoon series where they put Herbie on there instead of Johnny Storm because they were afraid the kids would light themselves on fire? Oh jeez. Yeah, I don't I don't so, so all BB eight has to do is walk up to Herbie with his little lighter thing and set him on fire. <laughs> and there's no human torch to help him because That's oh true. you took him off the program. <laughs> right. Uh. Battle one, BB-8, easily, easily. I don't know, BB-8, uh, he's got the shocker, right? Like, yeah, he's got, he does, that's true, he's got a shocker, he's got a shocker, he's got ropes, and he has that little torch dealy. so BB-8's a formidable foe. Did, did Herbie have any weapons? I can't even recall. I, I, don't, I know he's had pinchers or claws at times, and he just floats around helping Reed, but so that's probably an unfair three- fight. What if you did a threesome pair of BB-8, R2, and Chopper versus, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Versus Ultron. There you go. <laughs> Ultron. I, I, I'm pretty sure Ultron could take them, considering he could just overwrite their programming. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. No, that's just funny. I'm loving, I don't know if you guys read the Star Wars comics, but I'm loving Triple Zero. And, um, oh, yes. <laughs> That's why I don't read comics. I have trouble keeping up. It does get hard. It does. But it's yeah, like, the oh, crap, Star I Wars missed five, 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 whatever they're called. Not, I want to say episodes, but that's issues. TV. Five issues. I missed five issues. The app, right? Right. I mean, you're always behind because the newest stuff is not available for streaming yet. But I've been going back and reading some of Infinity War to think about the new Avengers film. Have you? I, I saw the footage uh, from Comic Con of the Avengers trailer. Did yeah. you guys get to see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I'm reading the comic, and there's a part where Thanos, of course, has the gauntlet, and what he does is he wants to impress Death. So he snaps his fingers, and in the comics, all sentient or half of all sentient life in the universe dies, right? Yeah. That's one of the main things he's known for doing. And Spider-Man is swinging around at the time, and his spider sense gets overwhelmed at that. Like, he nearly has a seizure because of the danger it poses. So I'm thinking what we saw on the leaked footage when Peter's, like, on a school bus, I believe, and his arm hair tends to stand on end. I'm wondering if that's when it happens. You think they're going to do that? Wow. I I was just thinking they'd leave that stuff out. I was actually thinking they'd leave the whole thing with uh, Mephisto, the devil, and everything out of it, and it wouldn't even be in there. But maybe it is. 
Well, Mephisto, you don't really have to have him. I mean, he's he's there in the comics, but he's really just kind of the run field to Than, uh, Thanos' Dracula. He's kind of whispering things in his ear. He's offering the, you know, he's goading him on a bit. Um, what is his ultimate role? What is he? Does he do anything major in the end? I mean, I'm trying to remember. I kind of thought that that, that was who Thanos was ultimately working for. Like you found out in Infinity War that, that Thanos was actually working for the devil, for Mephisto. It's my understanding, uh, I could be or wrong. Or at least they I... had an agreement together or something, you know? Like if he, if Thanos brings all this death, it just adds to Mephisto's, well, of course it does. the devil's power, you know? It does, but Mephisto was subservient to Thanos, um, Thanos was, you know, omnipotent. He was uh, the ultimate power in the universe with the Infinity Gauntlet. Even Death was kind of his bitch. Well, I mean, so not do I death, have that backwards? Uh, then? Okay. Yeah, Lady Death was who he was doing everything for. He was oh, courting. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That's what I wonder if they're gonna do. I got that like, mixed up. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Are they it's been a while? The whole, I don't know that that ages very well with Thanos trying to, you know, get with Death. <laughs> that was what this was all about, but I mean, I guess the other option is just basic conquest. So, yeah, well, and they're kind of bringing up. I mean, if they really want to, they could have an agreement with Hela from Ragnarok, even you know, because they're introducing her as the right. I'm of death, you know. Pumped the... for, I'm pumped for Ragnarok. I love Thor. I love the Thor mythology. I love regular Norse mythology, so I definitely love you know the Thor movies. Um, didn't like part two as much, so I've got high hopes for part three. They seem to be going a comedy route. A it looks bit. a lot more fun, yeah, yeah. In a good way, definitely. Yes, yeah. And, I don't uh, think Hela is going to be Mistress Death, though. I'm pretty sure Hela's, in the comics, she's a different character. Of course, yeah. Um, I, I don't think they'll make it all one thing, but I guess that would be one way to go, to go about it. But... Well, because there's a couple of characters that they can't use in Infinity War that were in the comic. I mean, like, didn't Silver Surfer uh, oh, yeah. bring big role there. Adam Warlock have, like, a big role bringing Warlock to Earth or something? And Surfer, yes. Yeah, and didn't they crash the through, they crashed through Doctor Strange's Sanctum Centorium, right? Right, right. But def they can't use the Surfer for sure. They can't do, I, I, don't, I think they can do Adam Warlock. Yeah, they got him. He's in the cocoon. Okay. I think that was, good. that was the end of Guardians 2. Yes, there you go, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Why has he been hanging out in that cocoon? I really don't remember the whole... Because those uh, gold-skinned people made the gold him. They people. create him, you know? <laughs> That's not his comic origin, though, is it? I think he was created in the comics in a cocoon, yeah. Okay, cool. But, but I don't know... I don't remember all of the story behind why, you know? Whereas in the movies, we're getting a little bit of a why, which is probably a departure, but, you know, it makes sense for what they've set up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know? Well, I love the MCU. Um, everyone's down on DC, but I've still got high hopes for DC. I think they've just been getting better. What do you think, Christina, about the DC movies? They've just been getting better, right? They have. I haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah, I... I I'll... Is Wonder Woman DC? Yeah, I get yeah. confused on who's where. So, Sorry. so it was it was the Superman one that Man of Steel one, you know, and then there was I didn't then there was see this Superman versus Batman. Yeah, I did not see that one, but uh, I saw Wonder Woman, and I mean, I would see that over and over again. In fact, if anybody follows me on Twitter and sees my workout videos, I kind of use Wonder Woman gifs for. <laughs> 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 I, I'm I'm. 
I, I tweet weirdness and I am not ashamed. I just asked Jeffrey Dean Morgan on uh, Twitter, since he's a Seahawks fan, if he would please take me to a Seahawks game. I mean, you got to try somewhere, right? <laughs> and if he so, does not reply, I take that as a yes. You should go wait at the stadium. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, I know. I've been outside once, and I was just drooling to go inside, and the season started today, so you're just like, <laughs> But, um, no, I love going back to the topic. Uh, I think they're doing a great job. Um, lately compared to movies past you're getting I I think and I love special effects and I love the big wow because that gets you but sometimes in some of the movies they lose some of the authenticity of do you know what I mean what was intended to be hey this comic over here is now nothing like it should be you know what I mean Kind of like when books are made into movies, I guess I would say. And you you mean like if, if they totally depart from the book? Yeah, or to- half the time they totally depart from the book. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they, they throw in some little bits here. And, you know, if you haven't read the book, you would think, wow, that's a great movie. And then you read the book and you go, where did this content come from? Well, it was just assumed in the movie. Um, but, you know, I get it. Like... Harry Potter movies would have been like eight hour movies or, you know, same with the Twilight films. Same with, uh, what's the other one? We don't There's... speak of Twilight. <laughs> yeah, that maybe is, that maybe is one day uh, we could do on the shelf. We could do Twilight versus the Lost Boys one day. No, there you Twilight go. versus Twilight versus True Blood. Then I, I love have, True Blood. Uh, I love True Blood. I loved all of Charlene Harris's books. I listened to them. I was disappointed a little bit with how the show veered away from the books, but it still they kept. The I know I watched all the show, but know nothing about the books. So give me some examples. Okay, um, I'm trying to think. Well, the the, the love thing between, uh, oh, what was his name? Come on, Bill. the main. Bill, Bill, right? Yeah. Bill and that was up, um, and she did um, see in the show she was sweet with Eric when Eric lost his memory. That did happen in the book, but in a couple books past that, her and Eric did get together. They were a couple up until, I want to say, the last book or so when Eric knew... That, and Charlene Harris, in fact, I got to ask her in person at Comic-Con on a panel if she had planned to make, and everybody was asking if she planned to make Sookie a vampire, and it was never her intent. Sookie was never going to be a vampire. And when Eric knew that, and he knew that he wasn't good for her, um, they it, they ended, and, you know, you're just like, but I just invested all this time in this book, and I really, really... And you liked Bill, but you saw that Eric was better. It was kind of like the Vampire Diaries between... Uh, and you can throw the Vampire Diary vampires in there. Between <laughs> Stefan and Damon Salvatore, if you read the books, the show pretty much was nothing like the books. And I kind of got a little ticked, so I stopped reading the Vampire Diary series because a ghostwriter was writing the characters. Totally screwed up the books. You know, See, whoever's, I, I whoever's out there listening, I, ho- I hope you hear my point. I stopped reading the books because the books screwed up. Um, I wasn't aware of the books and I st- when, I, when the show came out. And I watched probably the first two seasons and just kind of bailed. <laughs> it just didn't seem to be going anywhere. I was like, yeah, you know. 
I loved it, and I watched it up into the sea part where I think right before I knew they were going to break uh, Damon and Elena up, and I was like, you know what? My fandom heart cannot take that, and I never finished the season out, sad to say. Um, the original. Well, back up that- on that. Back up on that one, because I was I, – I left even before, I guess, they got together. I don't know how many seasons they had, but – um. I left when, like, the younger brother, uh, Elena's younger brother, like, every season they decided he was going to be something different. Yes. (laughs) They're like, okay, this season you're a druggie. Next season you're a medium. This season you are a vampire hunter. And I'm like, I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm just done with this. That was a big thing. I'm like, this is just, you know, uh, dartboard-style writing, Um, you know. They couldn't fit Jeremy in, and in um, the books, um, Elena did not have a brother. She had a little sister. Ah, well, that's a difference. Yes, and uh, Klaus was a big thing in the books, um, if you remember Klaus, and that's where the spinoff of the originals comes from. Right, because he's the original, right? Right. Um, and I never watched the originals, but I I was ending my time with that show probably after they turned him into the hybrid thing. That was mm-hmm. when I kind of bailed. And they were making the originals and never watched it. But I wondered how they would make a show with him as the main character every week when he was so powerful. Yes, he. Um, they made a show of him, and it, it turned out to be an excellent show because they based it off his brothers and sisters, which was also, they brought them into the Vampire Diary series, and then they kind of all took them out and put them into the originals and based that in New Orleans, which is, it's pretty cool. I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. And a girl that was on the Vampire Diaries, she was a wolf because Klaus was a hybrid. He could make a baby with a wolf and he did and their baby was going to be a hybrid so that that's kind of runs uh part one and two season two one and two of the originals uh, that's kind of when i stopped i think they just did something with it became more focused on stefan damon um oh, blonde girl caroline because caroline's a vampire bonnie the witch uh, Damon's yeah, friend. I like Bonnie the Witch. She is good looking. And Elena was gone, and Jeremy was gone. Um, it it kind of I think so be- did they did they kill her off? Or? No, she just went away. They just kind of forgot. <laughs> no, she she went uh, uh, to get away from all vampires and stuff like that. I I guess that was my take on it. I think I pretty much lost interest when they decided to, but. Because the actor and the actress were in a relationship and thus broke up. Uh, I think that was what drove the storyline, if you will. Which disappointed me in so many ways. Well, so, True huh. Blood, it was True Blood that made me stop watching that show. Oh, I, I love True Blood. I own all the seasons on DVD. Um, I, I went on HBO Go and just binged watched them all again. Although I can't watch some of season one at the beginning because it just is so lame but you know then I didn't think it was lame but it just the seasons got better and better as they went for me and, uh, it was, it Lafayette was, was supposed to die in the first season he was because he does die in the book I was yep. glad they saved him <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was one of the he was one of the best parts of the show and you and you are aware of the actor Nelson Ellis uh, passed away. I know that was terrible. I cried. I was just like, oh my gosh, you know. Um, 
He lived not far from me at one point. Um, oh, really? In a, he lived in Bessemer, Alabama at one point. Oh, wow. I don't really know the other circumstances. I just know that he did. <laughs> he, was so, he was so young. But no, that was an amazing show. If you ever have time to just watch it full out, I highly recommend it. I, I tell people, please watch it. The other show, Truly Loved, Sons of Anarchy. Aw. I went. I went all the way to the end on Sons of Anarchy, and I cried for days at the end of Sons of Anarchy. I still uh, have to the see the. Uh, I still have to see the last season of Sons of Anarchy. I got to get it somewhere. You do. You got to watch it. Is it on uh, Netflix or not? It last is. I saw it was okay. Then and, I can probably watch it there then. And the uh, spinoff of Sons of Anarchy, so oh, yeah, it yeah. based on the right. Mind. So, I'm not that interested in that. I'll check it out, but I'm um, gonna check it out and see what they do because. I don't know. Are they doing it before Sons or taking off from where Sons left off? Or a parallel? I don't know yet. No, that I, no idea? Yeah. But I follow Kurt Sutter on Twitter and he follows me, so... Oh, that's a cool... It's good to get a follow back like that. Yeah, but I kind of forget that he followed me sometimes. <laughs> then I say you ain't no like, follow back, girl. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I would love for you to do a vampire versus vampire versus vampire because truly the true blood vampires, and I'm going to just state this now, will kick the um, vampire diaries and the twilight vampires to poop. <laughs> well, let's go a little further with that because when you got into true blood, it was one of the later seasons and obviously the quality of the show was declining as it went on. But I liked the season when they got deep into the vampire authority. Yes. It, uh, with Lilith, right? Yeah. The original yes, vampire. That got, that got nuts. Yeah. And they all got together. Who was the... Uh, Bill became God at one point, he, he right? He became Lilith. He became yeah. God. Yeah, right? Because he, he drank her blood, right? Right. So yeah. I don't know if Bill... If God Bill could defeat Klaus. Oh, yes. Oh, that's a good one. But see, Klaus is part wolf. Okay. Does but that I help don't, them? Or, I, don't, I, I don't think that in, helps them. No, in the, um, in the Vampire Diaries series, if a vampire got bit by a wolf, they die unless they have Klaus's blood because Klaus was the original who was also a wolf to save them. So, and the think, no, the true blood vampires, if they get bit by wolves, I, I don't think, I don't think it good. affected them. Yeah, they were. No, it, didn't, it didn't affect them. They met oh, the wolves, yeah. didn't they? And right, cool. and then they see the Twilight vampires. If they got bit by a wolf, it didn't matter either. So, Alcide was a wolf, and um, he was my wife's favorite character. That was her reason for watching the show, mostly. He was amazing. <laughs> he was also amazing in Magic Mike, might I add. Completely di- completely different roles, yes. but yes. Exactly. <laughs> he was not a wolf in that one. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, unless, yeah. Unless, yeah, unless, okay. I would love to see... Uh, Bill Lilith, is, they call him Billith. That's it, Billith. That's what they were calling yeah, him. Yeah, against Klaus. That would be pretty cool. You're going back a little oh, further. Oh, what about what about you? Could add the Volturi in from Twilight and be like original, original God. You know, the original versus the Voltaires. Um, the Voltaire were strong as crap, and they had superpowers. I don't think. Um, I don't think the other side, like you know, the the Twilight vampires. They, you, if you were a vampire, you also had that unique ability, right? Right. Well, they they and couldn't fly or anything, right? The Volturi could. But yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is, the True Blood vampires could not, right? Er- uh, Eric, yes. Eric. Could. If, 
Oh, Derek? Okay. That's was right. It age you did. That yes. it, I, I think it was your age. Like, if you were yes. old enough, you could do it. Because Bill never was capable of sustained flight, but I do remember him hovering. Okay. He uh, hovered. Um, he was able to fly when he was Billis. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. I just I mean, remember him being really fast, but I didn't. I didn't. I guess I did blocked out the part where he hovered. They really played fast and loose with Eric flying because he would do it when it was convenient, but then there were times you were like, why wouldn't he just fly? And you know. And in the book, he could fly, and he drove his car. Um, yeah, in the book, there was no Lilith. Um, there was no Eric's sister, quote-unquote. There was the... Um, uh, the Sun People, Fellowship of the Sun was in the book, but once they were done, they were done, and they continued to bring them back in um, the show. And, and yeah, that, I thought that whole storyline was a waste of time. I didn't like the um, witches. I, I didn't. I didn't like that one. That's, the witches. That was oh, hard. I, I didn't like yeah. that season. No, yeah. that was probably the worst season, actually. Now that I think yeah. about it. Yeah, all in agreement. The show did decline in quality, and uh, I'm trying to write a book series, so I'm worried about declining in quality over time. Because I was a beta reader for them, they asked me to beta listen to the book on audio and say, does it give off how you read the book? Is it, did I pick a good voice? Because they have two choices, and, you know, I say, yeah, and um, it's fun. It's, I love giving that kind of feedback because it's like, sometimes... Okay, so honestly, the only way I did Twilight was listening to them because at that time in my life, I didn't have time to pick up a book. So I walked around listening or drove listening, you know, um, everywhere to them. I own the Twilight books. They have never been opened. Um, (laughs) The same way. As they should be. (laughs) Same with um, Charlene Harris's. It it was. you it's got not them on called, audio? It's not called True Blood. I forgot what her... Um, Sookie Sackhouse series. I did not read those. I listened to them all. Let me tell you the scenes with Eric and the uh, lovemaking stuff. Years just sitting there and all of a sudden, woohoo, okay! You know, because <laughs> you don't know they're coming because you're not reading. Um, oh, there's another vampire series. Oh, I cannot... I cannot think of the author, but I would love to throw them in the mix. I've read all of those. It's like Undead and Unwed. Um, I can't. Mary Janice Davidson um, writes those books. I read those all. A friend suggested it to me, and then we've mailed books back and forth, sharing them. I read all of. I read all of those, and I've listened to some. Like if I really like a book, I want it in all forms. And you can ask um, a couple of the authors that have come on here um, if I love their book. I will have it in all forms, in a solid form, in ebook form, and in audio form if it's available. And if it's not in audio form, I will wait till it is and snatch it right up. Um, yeah, and if, it, if they've signed my book, no one may borrow it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's mine, sorry. I went to a book convention and got my iPad cover signed, so I had to change my iPad cover because all the because at the time I didn't own any of those authors' books. They were all on ebook, yeah. Yep. So they signed. Ah. So I have an iPad cover on my bookshelf with signed books that's completely signed. So um, well, people, you just you know, really, that's so interesting to hear you talk about because everyone gets their books and all their media in different forms. If you like it, you can ask John here. Um, I pretty much will encourage many people to get it because if I like a book, I'm gonna share it. You know, I haven't tweeted books in a while. I do have a uh, a blog called um, 
Oh, I changed it. It's called uh, Authors and Their Books or something like that. I used to call it something else, but it just seemed weird. Um, but a while back, I used to blog with my best friend. We did a dual blog, and um, and we would get the, both get the book. We would both read it, and the um, review would go up on our blog as hers, then mine, or mine, then hers. So people would get a dual review on one post and say what we thought and sometimes we agreed and sometimes we didn't and it was fun and everybody thought it was amazing but as a book blogger you start to become in demand and you get you know PR people and um, authors and stuff you know you've read my book can you read this one can you share this one you know and we would do cover reveals we would do uh those posts like launch day posts like the book is out now go buy it and then our review would be need to be up or we'd get the book before it launched and we'd read it and as soon as it launched our review went up and I mean we had to read in a timely manner and then life started getting super busy and there was one point where she's like well I don't have time to read this book do you have time and I'll read this other one and so all of a sudden there was one review going up per you know, and then after a while, we got a couple that were just like, we can't get into these. We don't like them. <laughs> yeah, what do you, you know? do, you know? Well, we we basically say, we're sorry, this book was not for us, but we will post your book saying it is now available. Go check it out with a blurb. And That's nice of you. Yeah. We, we, we didn't enjoy the book, but we didn't want the author to not get, you know. Something out of the deal. Something. I mean, they did give us you know, a copy of the book and we don't get to choose our books. Now we're reading books that are being thrown at us. Yes. They're in the genre we like to read, but now everything is just running together. And so we stopped that. And, um, my blog is mostly, um, I, I will put my review on Amazon. It's not, um, a blog for review. Um, I just kind of advertise like, you know, here's the book cover, it's coming soon, here's the date, or I'll do an author interview, which uh, you're welcome to have me interview you if you'd like. Um, and, you know, I just share whatever they want me to share, basically. And I will, if I have read the book, I will say, I really enjoyed this book. You can see my review on Amazon. Uh, uh, awesome. Yeah, I see what you mean. So then your reviews are just on Amazon. You don't have to do it on your blog all the time. Right, because if if I don't have time to read the book and say, I know the person and I'm going to read their book a little while later and they know it's going to take me some time. I am at least giving them the blog share. Like they can, and people can see my blog and see all the other people that have come before. Like if they sit there and click on the blog and scroll, they go, Oh, look, Oh, look, you know, sometimes you'll see repetitive people on there because they'll come back to me and Hey, if you're my friend or I get to know you well, or you just a person that wants me to share a book all the time, then I am happy to. And I haven't shared a lot of books on Twitter lately because you know, I have the same followers and you're just like, are people getting tired of seeing me share, read so-and-so's book, read so-and-so's book, read so-and-so's book, you know, for a while I was taking pictures of either the digital copy or the physical copy of the book with a pop figure and saying like, Chewbacca says, you know, I, I was <laughs> doing that. Have my pops. <laughs> I, I was trying to be creative and sell the book and share a link. And I know authors really appreciated it and I was having fun, but then, you know, it just became 
like, okay, I think people are going to say, well, you share these five people's books constantly, you know, and it's like, all right, let's slow down. Occasionally I'll throw it up there, you know. This week I'll have another one you can share. This is a uh, charity project. I wrote a children's book um, for my son's school, and uh, we'll be selling it to uh, raise money for the school. Um, I'm hoping it'll be available um, on Amazon uh, this week. So as long as... I'm doing it all myself as far as like getting it online. I had a book designer that was great, but uh, just trying to get it all to work on Amazon is uh, the next step here. So yes, uh, I know that. hopefully I won't have any, tr- I don't know. We'll find out if I have any trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we um, can, we can if, tweet about that and put it on Christina's blog. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can hit me up and give me uh, all the links. Uh, I will tell you, and this makes me laugh, if you ever do, they call them um, a blog tour. There you go. Some authors love the blog tour, some not so much. Um, It's 50-50, whether it helps them or not. It depends on the blogs. I find that uh, sci-fi is really hard to find people to do a blog tour because romance and um, the sex books and things like that are what's big. That's what everybody buys. I had some authors writing some paranormal or type books, and they I really loved them. But agencies picked them up, and they didn't finish the series because now they're in demand to do this book. And um, wow, yeah, I, it, there's one that I was like, when are you gonna finish it? And she'll get to it eventually. But her other books, I'm not saying they were any less phenomenal. But you, when you want to uh, to finish a series, you want to know what happens to these characters. And I read anything from YA to NA to I've read sci-fi. Um, and I wasn't a sci-fi reader. I, I will tell you right now, I was not a sci-fi. I was a mostly paranormal, was as far as I went. Um, but a couple of people here we know that write sci-fi and cyberpunk and stuff like that, I gave their stuff a shot, and I wasn't sorry. I loved it. Now, I've tried other ones in that genre, and then I just didn't like it. So... It's hard because, like, it, it is. It's I I love sci-fi on TV and movies, but it's like it's difficult for me to find a lot of sci-fi writers that I like, even even within genres or or, or franchises that I like. Because I, you know me, I totally adore Star Wars. It's my number one. Mm-hmm. But yet, half the novels that have been written, at least half, maybe even more than half, I can't even get through. I can't read them. You know, right. and, there's and certain I, authors that I can read every one they put out, but other writers, I just cannot read their books, even if they are a Star Wars book and it's characters I'm familiar with. Oh, I have, um, what's the one? Um, Aftermath. And... Oh, that one. I couldn't finish it and I didn't bother getting the rest. I've read Aftermath. I read the first two in the trilogy. The second one was better, but I mostly agree. Now, uh, good Star Wars books have been Dark Disciple. Yes, Dark Disciple. has. I'm reading that right now, and it's got me just totally engrossed. I love it. I love Lords of the Sith. has been a good one. And then uh, I just finished Thrawn, and I liked it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I didn't love it Um, too much. Gosh, I guess, I guess my biggest complaint was they gave us a great hook in the beginning of the Thrawn book by saying that Thrawn knew Anakin Skywalker. And it was just literary clickbait. Huh. Because they never 
expanded on it. They would just say, we've, they met. But as I was reading through the book, and Thrawn is battling this enemy named Night Swan. Yeah, that's really the enemy's yeah. name. But you couldn't come up with a better name than Night Swan. In a galaxy with Darth Maul, <laughs> Vader, Sidious, and Boba freaking Fett, you give us Night Swan. Um, I just kept thinking, I'm like, why didn't you just give us the Thrawn and Anakin story you obviously have in mind? Make that the first Thrawn book. Now, um, now are they alluding to the fact that they that he met Anakin when he was Anakin? Or are they saying... Yes, are they when he was Anakin. Hinting and as it, it Darth Vader Anakin, you know? Not not at all, no. he. Uh, I won't spoil it or anything, but yeah, he, he, he they say that it was during the Clone Wars that he came across Anakin Skywalker in the Unknown Regions. But that's <laughs> all we know. Interesting. We'd like to know more, wouldn't yes. we? But uh, the rest of the book, you know, you got to read about him, uh, you know, fi- trying to find Night Swan and researching why Dunium Alloy is so wanted in the galaxy. And uh, there's a third tier um, villain on Rebels named uh, Governor Price, where we yep. learn about her origins. Yeah, because like, in Rebels, that... she's the one that. Was it Price that asked for Thrawn? Isn't that right? In the yeah, Rebels? that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, she asked um, for his fleet, right, to help. I right. think I'm behind on Rebels. I, I got caught up to everybody, and then once I got caught up, I forgot to go back and keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. Like, I get busy watching other things. Like, you know, like well, right now. we got you hooked on Stranger Things, so. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. That's I can't wait fault. for that. Um, actually, I've been watching, what is it, Stargate? Oh, you've um, been on Stargate now? Um, yeah, Mr. Month, uh got me. There's so many episodes. That. You're going to be on that forever. <laughs> uh, it's okay. but um, That's one of the longest running sci-fi shows. I, I got to watch Firefly. Now I understand why everybody likes it. Um, well, I watched Stranger the Things. Captain, man. The captain of Firefly. Oh, yeah. Malcolm, right? Yeah. 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 You know, you, like the whole ensemble for that one. I wanted to go easy. I could cosplay as Kaylee and just yeah. buy a jumpsuit, take the sleeves off, and wear a cute print shirt underneath and some boots. Ta da! Wasn't she awesome? And she's the mechanic, too, right? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, and she's so my personality. Yeah, she really is. You're right. You would fit well in that in that role. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and uh, yeah, I I just. But are you at all mechanically inclined? No. Can you like rebuild my engine if the car breaks down? I will sit there and go, "Hey, John, <laughs> let's call Uber because I know how to use my cell phone." Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I I, I am a. A geeky girl. Like, I surprised so many people. Like, for a while, friends were just like, oh, well, can we do other things other than vampire stuff? I'm like, uh, yeah. I read books. I like Star Wars. Are you lost? Have you not talked to me? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those funny. Did you get into Andromeda with uh, Kevin Sorbo? Not yet. I they had the first I never did either. I always thought it looked interesting though. They had the first season I think it was on Voodoo for free. Just the first season. I think they were trying to hook you so you'd buy the rest. But um I, I only watched the first season because I didn't want to buy the rest, you know. They're too well, I would if they weren't the prices that they currently are, you know. If they were like half that I might consider it, but I, I, I'm excited for so many things. Like I've started watching um, Atypical. 
What's that uh, one? I don't know atypical. It's about it's about the boy with autism uh, on Netflix. I haven't seen that one yet. Then I've yeah, seen it, I've seen it advertised. I'd like to check it out. Um, I am because that is my uh, specialty field. Is um, that's right? You work you work with kids with autism, right? Yes. So it, it I like to see and he is um, high fun. The boy in the show is high functioning. It's just um, working on social situations. So I believe the first episode is he wants to date and them trying to teach. And, and kids with autism, people with autism often take things literally. Yeah. And uh, I know a few people who take things literally and you're just like, whoa, was joking. Okay, I'm going to back myself up and go a different route, you know, because I'm able to do that. But yeah, this boy is high functioning. What was so. the what was the show? Also, there was another one, wasn't it? Um, Keeper Sutherland and his son. Didn't his son has a have a form of autism in that show? Oh, I can't I remember what it was, so. but he it. his son could figure out all the connections between the people and mm-hmm. solve the mystery or help the person that was needed help or whatever by connecting all the dots. Right? What was that show? Right. Darn it! Darn it! But it, that one I got into. I really liked that one. But I had, that sounds familiar. I don't. Yeah, remember. Keeper, I didn't get into Keeper it. Keeper Sutherland was the dad, and then the son was. Uh-oh. And you know Rain Rain Man. Um, oh yeah, that movie, of course, right? Yeah, and then um, there's so many different shows, you know, and it, it's hard because, you know, I and I tell the story every time, and that's why I love the realm of special education. Um, not to dis um, go off the topic, but you know, I tell people I believe people with uh, disabilities that as such. You know, uh, Down syndrome, autism, um, any of that one are put on this earth to teach us to love people who are different. And some people just can't. That's just where I come from. So when I saw Atypical was coming on, I'm like, dude, so watching that. You know, because I like to see, like, I loved, uh, what was the show with the boy with Down syndrome that everybody loved? Was it Seventh Heaven? No, was it? No, was uh, I know what you're talking about. It was the one back in, was it? Late eighties, early nineties. Yes, I loved yeah. that. I loved him so much. You know, that's a blessing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So I, I... we'll bring it back to superheroes again. Yes. Do we know of any that have autism? Oh, see, that's why I like um, what's his name. I'm, I'm trying to go through my Daredevil. brain, like you know, yeah, because Daredevil. Daredevil technically i mean in in the the modern world would look at him as saying he has a disability being uh blind but yet all his other senses take over and he becomes this amazing superhero right there is one i don't think it was one of the major ones though wait a minute that's what i was trying to think i was just going through my head like omaze o-m-a-z-e i think i don't know if that's the name of the hero or the comic series or the imprint um, I don't think there's a lot. <laughs> uh, I think that you could probably point to um, some that could be considered as having it. Uh, some have suggested like Cisco on the Flash. Yes. I don't know that that's official. <laughs> or maybe OCD. Maybe OCD. Yeah. Well, a lot of them have what you could consider mental health issues. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, this is uh, this is inspiring me. I need to uh, look into this more and write a superhero with autism. 
I, I would love that. Um, we should collaborate on what you think it would go into a superhero that has autism, you know, male or female. And uh, I would love, I would love we'll that. See um, what we could come into. Are you following me on Twitter? No, but I can I, right uh, now. I, I, I linked, <laughs> I linked you guys in one of the posts. So oh, today's post. Okay. Yeah, when, um, when when Jay and I were I talking see, back I and forth it. about coming on tonight, today gotcha. earlier today, I linked you in on that, Christina. So. I, I, I followed you there. Um, oh, I got you too. There we go. I think that would be amazing, especially the ones who can read and, you know, comprehend a complex story. I think that would, um, they would read someone who's like them. And yeah. I, I think that would be a big deal in their world. And I would love, I would just love to see that. I mean, I even tear up thinking about it because, you know, trying to relate to the emotions of characters in a book. I think that's why a couple of them that I worked with uh, liked sci-fi so much because that wasn't them. It wasn't real people. Do you know what I mean? Well, Not like well how- come to think of it, could you argue that Ender in Ender's Game has a little bit of autism? Because of his age. Is that what it is? Like, okay. Well, well, I mean, I don't know. Wasn't he the youngest that was going to that particular battle school? And No, no, no. He was the youngest that was put on that particular battle team. And they deliberately made him uh, that they, you know, their his teachers put him on a pedestal so everybody would hate him. But um, okay, but you don't think I, that's had... not a. Po- I'm not saying I don't think he had. He may have. Um, that's interesting. Or uh, what was his little buddy? He had a little buddy that was kind of odd. Yeah, I forget his name. It's been An a while. Shadow. Yeah, it's, Shadow it's been a book. long time uh, since those as well. Oh well. Anyways, I love those books. I didn't like the movie as much, but I love those books. So, so there's a new new challenge for you, which would be, I think, would be totally amazing, um, because I do know that people write characters and stuff with like OCD because I think that's easily relatable. Because um, everybody, if you think about it, in the world has a little touch of OCD. Uh, you know, in in my field of of education those of us in that always said oh there's a little bit of autism in all of us you know (laughs) know? i think ocd is like the cop out it's easy to write it is you know and so but i when you say that with a book going back to that i would i would love to help i would love to see that or if you don't take my help and you write it and you want me to read it and give input i would so be happy to do that just because yay Um, oh it's on yes (laughs) Is so on. You know, I, I just want to see that or a comic book even. I mean, well, I, I feel like talk- I have run across a couple of I feel like back when I worked at the bookstore, there was a couple of independent comics Uh-oh. that were coming out. But um, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of them. We'd have to look them up, you know. But I had a quick one. You guys are still there, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Somehow, for some reason, it just got silent in my head. But I had a quick one. We're going to bring it all the way back before we wrap it up. But have you ever done, Jay, have you ever done a who would win on a debate? Like, <laughs> let's say Chewbacca versus Groot. <laughs> well, that would be easy. That, that would be easy. Uh, Chewbacca would win because of his wide-ranged vocabulary, and Groot would finally be eliminated for continuously restating his thesis, um, <laughs> commonly known as a straw man argument, but in this case, we would probably call it the wood man argument. I love it. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. That's, that's, all, that's all he has to say. I am Groot. 
That's an easy one to end. <laughs> um, wait, I'm trying to think. I still want the droid, the three droids against somebody. My three droids. <laughs> my three droids. <laughs> my three droids. Because Chopper always goes. You know, you could do... you know, he tells people off and yeah, Chopper off talks a big game. He doesn't have a lot to back it up. I mean, but if he meets a legit the... droid, he's in trouble. Let's and they do. Said R2 had one of those. They said R2 was the most profane um, character in Star Wars. He just couldn't understand him. <laughs> you had to believe out every word he says. Yes. Let's 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 redo Three's Company. We'll have the instead, oh, of, instead of the three girls, we'll have um, R2 Chopper and and uh, BB-8, and then instead of having John Ritter, we'll have C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. It's on. <laughs> it's, yes, it is on. That makes me like, uh, you know, I, I've had a bit of a day, and this has just all brought me joy, It as it oh. always is. So, uh, yeah, no, I would love to see that. That would be amazing. Sweet. Well, on that, it's about time we wrap up. I mean, we've been going on for about an hour or more. Jay, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show with us. This has been fantastic. Yes, and if you haven't yet, find me on Twitter at jsandlinwriter. Uh, my podcast is hashtag who would win on iTunes, Google Play, and available on the Geeks Worldwide or the GWW. Uh, I also do some writing there, reviews and editorials. And uh, follow us on Wednesday. We'll announce our next Who Would Win. Yeah, and we'll, we'll be totally in on that. Looking forward to it. Christina, any final thoughts for Jay? No, I just am excited for your new idea that we just came up with. So, <laughs> um, in addition to the droids, but also the book, because... I, I'm excited to hear more about your other stuff as well. Yeah, and if, so, I, and yes, if I may... my book is uh, Outbreak Mutiny, Alternate History with Superheroes. Uh, it yes. had a sh- It had a short-run beta release, and now uh, you'll have to find out later where you can get it. But you know what? I'll be glad to send you the manuscript if you want to work it into your schedule. <laughs> awesome. I was going to just say that. I said, if I, if I may speak for Christina, if you pass your book along to her, she'll definitely read it and give you an honest review. And uh, you can see you can ask uh, Mr. Muntz. You can ask Miss J.B. Rockwell. You can ask yeah. me. I can sit here and name a few. I, I go up to people and like shove it up their nose. <laughs> read this. Come on. Yes, here you go. <laughs> if only everybody was like you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I even go to stores and say, you know, I don't know why you don't carry these people's books. It's really a shame. I've actually said that. <laughs> I have too. Don't worry. <laughs> and they look at me like I'm weird, and I'm like, but I know they're not a local author to hear, but couldn't you just, here's their card, couldn't you just give them a call and contact them, and maybe I would like to see their books in this state. You know, I'm... I'm very hor and then I get told no all the time, and I'm like, at least that author's not getting told no, which they get told a no enough. At least it's just me. But then I'm just as bummed out as they are. So I don't know if it's any better. <laughs> she, she's a book plugger. I'm passionate. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, thanks a lot, Jay, and uh, we'll talk to you later on Twitter and hopefully in person on an episode of Who Would Win. We'll do it. Autobots, roll out! Oh! Hey, 
You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show, Instagram, and Facebook at Super Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe!